News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. This is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. But you got to shop online, shopcunis.com. That gets you to their network of dealers so you can see every single used car, new car that they got. And then you just contact your dealer here in Quincy and say, hey, I found this, I want to see this, and they'll get it for you. Uh, you can uh, make deals happen all on the website or just stop in 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you. Thank you so much for making me a part of your Saturday morning this July 23rd. We are at episode 145, believe it or not, 145 of On the Mark. And we got some cool football stories today. It is late July. We are starting to shift our focus, and a lot of it, uh, it was something I had planned to start doing today. Uh, but then, obviously, once you get the Kyler Murray news, we got to lead our show with that. Uh, but coming on up uh, in uh, Hesper headline number two, we will do like this um, segment that now I'm now going to do for the remainder of the offseason until the season starts. So here we are on the 23rd. So next week on the 30th, the 6th, 13th, 20th, uh, 27th of August, and then that September 3rd. We will wrap it on up. I'm going to give you break down each division one a, one a week and say, hey, here is the storyline to watch for each team. Not a you know, maybe it's a position battle, maybe it's a coaching thing, maybe it's a quarterback thing. It's going to be a good amount of the quarterback things, new coaches, all those type of uh, type of uh, storylines. But I'm going to give you the most important storyline to watch for each franchise as we head in the year. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I would have led my show with that, but. Kyler Murray signs a big deal, so let's get it going. Hespin headlines, number one. Hespin's headlines on the mark. Kyler Murray is a rich, rich man this morning. Signs a five-year, 230.5, that's a really important, .5 million dollar deal with 160 million guaranteed. And uh, that's 46.1, that .1 is important uh, per year. And so uh, Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals, they connect on a deal. So we have to immediately compare this. Why is that .5, that $230.5 million and that $46.1 million really important? Well, he's not the highest paid quarterback in the NFL as far as annual salary. That's still Aaron Rodgers. He's got his 50.2 or whatever. And, uh, you know, Kyler's, you know, $4 million off from that. 3.9, I guess, would be the, the correct answer. Uh, but that point one is really important in another way. It puts him ahead of Deshaun Watson. And uh, by $0.5 million in the total money of the of the deal and then uh, and the annual contract of uh, annual pay of 46.1 compared to 46. So clearly Kyler's people looked at that deal and said, hey, we want the numbers to be better than Watson. This is a guy who's going to miss time. This is a guy that has all the the horrible headlines bearing down on him. And uh, we have pretty much the same type of trajectory. Deshaun had three good years in Houston uh, and then, you know, led his team to a playoff win. And then it kind of fell apart and he hasn't been the same since and playing since. Uh, a lot of that his own fault, obviously. Kyler, same type of thing. Third year, finally leads the team to the playoffs collapses kind of at the end of the season and doesn't look good in the playoffs, but dealt with an injury, battled back to get uh, get himself ready for the playoffs. So the Cardinals, uh, the, they looked at it and they said, all right, we will, uh, we'll do 0. 0.5, 0. 0.1 more million a year than Deshaun Watson so you can be ahead of him in that ranking. But we're not the Cleveland Browns. We are not a desperate, bad franchise. We're not going to guarantee everything. He got $160 million guaranteed compared to Deshaun Watson's $230 million guaranteed. So at the end of their careers, yes, when these deals are done, Kyler Murray will have made $70 million less than Deshaun Watson. And that's one of the reasons why I tend to like this deal. Because Deshaun Watson's deal is so bad 
And it's so ugly that it's going to make other deals, even though he's now being paid technically more than Watson, the guarantees in the NFL are always what you have to look at. The guarantees are always what is hard for the teams to uh, fudge on the salary cap because they they owe you that money. And so those are going to take the salary cap hits. And so you got to find ways to move that money around, pay them in bonuses, things like that, signing bonuses, uh, you know, other things like that, just random payday bonuses to manipulate the cap. And Deshaun Watson is going to get every single dime of that $230 million. Kyler Murray is getting $160 million. Now, that is more than Mahomes. That's more than Allen. But it's that number that's the one you got to really look at for, like, where does this deal kind of stack up? And it puts him then at the top of that market of the guys who have recently signed deals of you're getting a little bit more than those guys. But Mahomes has the longer-term security, and he'll end up making more than his guarantee. And Patrick Mahomes, we, we think everything's going to go well. He's going to make the half a billion dollars. He'll make double what Deshaun Watson did in the $230 million guaranteed. Desha- you know, because Patrick's is a 10-year contract. Ma- uh, Josh Allen, longer deal than the five years that Kyler gets. So he's getting up making more than just the guarantee. Kyler Murray and this deal, to me, it feels like it's not a win-win. It's not a lose-lose. It's not a win-lose. It's not a lose-win. It's kind of just a a draw-draw. I don't really have strong opinions either way on who won, who lost. That's what everyone wants. Who won the deal? Who lost the deal? I think this just makes sense, right? The Cardinals, let's look at if you're the Arizona Cardinals. You're the Arizona Cardinals. You know that... You went all in on Kyler Murray three years ago when you drafted Josh Rose in the first round. You then bailed on him, bailed on the coach, and went and got Kyler Murray number one overall. And he is overall as a number one pick has succeeded. Compare him to the the recent number one pick who was taken right before him, Baker Mayfield. Obviously, we think of Kyler Murray as a more successful story than Baker Mayfield at the number one overall pick. And it takes that level of difference between Baker and Kyler to get this type of deal. Now, would I rather pay, in the grand scheme of things, Kyler Murray more money annually than a Mahomes or an Allen or you know some of these other guys? No, not at all. Not at all. But the Deshaun Watson deal reset the market in a certain way. You have to look at the guaranteed money. And Kyler Murray, and if you're in the Arizona Cardinals, I think have found a way to basically say, listen, we're going to tie each other to ourselves for the next five years. So this is going to look really dumb for us. And it could look really dumb for you. If you flame out and you end up being uh, really bad over the next couple of years, we miss the playoffs and there's no success. Well, his career's over and he makes his money, right? Great. He'll make his $160 million, but he won't get, you know, the real opportunity then to shine with another team. In five years from now, Kyler Murray in his late twenties past his physical prime, taking the hits as a smaller quarterback. This is it for him. I mean, this reminds me a lot of the kind of Cam Newton deal, right? Cam signed that big deal at the time, uh, you know, right after that MVP season, but he was at his physical peak. And what did he have for the Panthers in that five-year deal? Three of them were really good. And then there was the injury-plagued fourth year, and he fell apart, and then he got rid of him, and he, his career was over. So if you're the Arizona Cardinals, you have to look at it like you have to look at it like that. You have to approach it in that way as well. We are com- we committed to this guy. He got us to the playoffs. He gives us a chance to win. Right now, I would argue Kyler Murray is the um, Stafford, Rodgers, Brady, no particular order, th- a fourth best quarterback in the NFC ahead of Dak Prescott, and with Brady possibly retiring and Aaron. I mean, he is in line to be the best quarterback or one of the one or two best quarterbacks in the NFC in two years. So if you're the Arizona Cardinals, you gotta you gotta commit to that, go in on that, and you don't string him. If you're the Cardinals, you look at some of these other long term deals and you say, I feel good about the fact that we're in at five years and we can reassess this. And if at five years that's over and he's still playing peak levels and you win in playoff games, MVP form and his injuries haven't piled up. Well, then, of course, you tie him then long-term to the franchise, say, let's do another five-year deal, and let's keep it here for the for the bulk of your career, and let's try to keep and actually win one of these things. And maybe he'll take a little bit of a discount at that point in time uh, so they can win. You know what I mean? It won't look like that because it'll be still the salary cap's going to go up. But you know what I'm saying? Like you start then working those hometown discounts to say, don't you want to win one of these things? 
Uh, so I think it's a, it's a draw, draw deal. And if you're Kyler Murray, again, you get what you wanted. You get the big guarantee money, 160 million, life changing money. I saw somewhere that that's like, um, Kyler Murray's salary next year at 46.1 million is more than the entire payroll of the Oakland A's, the team that drafted him eighth overall in the MLB draft in 2017. So he made the right choice. He's getting, he got a big payday as the number one overall pick. And now you get generational, life-changing, world-changing uh, money here now because he performed. He outperformed his contract, and he and you're betting on the upside with Kyler. And again, you're paying a guy as he's heading into his upside, and uh, and so I, I really do think this is a draw, draw deal. I don't think it's great because again, I don't love having almost fifty million dollars committed to Kyler Murray, but the cap is going up, and it is such an offensive league. And look at the teams who are unsure at the quarterback position. They would, a lot of them would die, would kill for Kyler Murray right now, and they would certainly write the checks. So the market bears it out. It's just what you got to pay. It's never going to be a win win if you're not not all sides are getting exactly what they want. Kyler, I'm sure, wanted more years, and I'm sure he wanted more guarantee because you look at the the Deshaun Watson deal, and he has every right to say, "Listen, I may be small." And I may be a little more injury prone, but that guy got two ACL tears, and he's you know got court dealings out the wazoo. Looks like the you know, the scummiest scum of the guys on the earth. Then you're not going to pay me more guaranteed. Well, that's when NFL organizations, and I'm proud of the Cardinals for doing this. They have to put their foots down, and they all have to collectively say, "We're not the Cleveland Browns." Go try to get that deal. There's only one team in the league that's going to give you that deal. That's the Cleveland Browns because they're the only team desperate enough and stupid enough to do that. So, and I think agents know that. And so they got to try to get in the ear of the players. Oh, look, the Deshaun Watson deal is not happening. None of these organizations are going to let that happen. That is, that is a, just a egg on the face of Cleveland and a bad decision overall by them. So, uh, I think it's a draw, draw deal. I'm happy for Kyler. I'm happy for the Cardinals as a fan because I think it's interesting. I mean, look, he's got Stafford in his division. And uh, otherwise, I, I like him more than Trey Lance. Certainly like him more than Drew Locke. Uh, certainly like him more than Jimmy G. I like him more than everyone in the NFC East. I like him more than everyone in the NFC South besides the uh, the ageless wonder Tom Brady, who, who I think most of us believe this will be his final year or year or two. So um, he's you know right there with, with Tom. And obviously you commit to Kyler long-term over Tom at this point. And besides Aaron Rodgers in the NFC North, of course you like him more than any anyone in the NFC North. Um, you know, and with Aaron, the problem is, you know, he could easily pass Aaron quickly. We just don't know what Aaron's longevity is either at this point. So I think it's a, uh, I think it's a, it's a, it's a draw, draw. It's a draw, draw. And I know you want me to have the hot take on it, and be like this side won, this side lost. If anything, I think Kyler won a little bit because you're getting huge money guaranteed. But I think in the end, Kyler. The security of post five years, five years in the NFL goes quick. And uh, all of a sudden he could, you know, look what happened to Cam Newton. You could be out of the league, out of a job in five years very, very easily uh, if things go downhill. So that long-term security of knowing that someone's going to have to pay you money on that contract, you know, like Mahomes has for 10 years or Allen, I believe it was for eight years. Um, that's what you're looking for. Now, Quickly on this point, as you listen to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO, the KHMO app brought to you by Kunis Honda Hyundai, broadcasting live from our uh, KHMO studios in Quincy, Illinois, at 24th and Broadway. I um, I will say the focus now turns to Lamar Jackson, right? Now, if I'm Lamar Jackson's people, and that's just Lamar Jackson, because remember, he doesn't have an agent, look at that deal and say, great, all right, now we can get a deal done. Just pay me more than Kyler Murray. And if I'm if I'm the Ravens, I look at the the Murray deal, and I would I would just kind of copy it. I'd say we'll give you 165 million guaranteed, five years, 200 and you know 40 million. So make it like 48 point whatever. Less than Rodgers, more than Murray, less guaranteed money than Watson because no one's doing that. And and you know if you're the Ravens and and just like the Cardinals, you really like your quarterback and you're happy you have your quarterback. But you don't want to be tied to that quarterback for past five years. Lamar and Kyler should have a very successful, great next five years. Just like Cam Newton after that rookie deal had a really nice uh, three-year stretch and then it fell apart. So you know, I, I think we confidently can all sit here and say, 
even if one of them gets really injured, three of the next five years, Kyler and Lamar are going to be electric. They're going to be terrific. And they're not going to be out of their athletic prime. They're not going to fall off a cliff. Now, in five years from now, both of them could have the ability to fall off a cliff. I mean, look at the Russell Westbrooks of the world. Look at the Cam Newtons of the world. Uh, when you're an explosive athlete and it just kind of leaves you, it goes quickly. And even Marcus Mariota is one of those guys, you know, where it's like an injury here or two there. And all of a sudden it's like, the dude can't even start in the league anymore, even though he's one of the most freak fast athletes we've seen at the quarterback position coming out of college. So Andrew Luck, his body gave up on him and he just couldn't compete anymore at a high level. So, I think in in this in, in this scenario, if you're the Ravens, you look at this deal, you call Lamar, and you say, Lamar, let's get you paid more than Kyler Murray. We like you more than they, they like Kyler. Let's do five years. Let's do two hundred and forty something million. Let's do one hundred and sixty five million guaranteed, and uh, let's get you uh, let's get you in camp and let's get going here. And I think that uh, that all plays and that works. And I'd be really pumped if I'm Lamar. And I think, again, just like with the Ravens, if, if the Ravens signed that deal with Lamar, just like the Cardinals and Kyler and the Ravens, Lamar, I'd feel like it's a draw-draw. It sucks having to pay a quarterback that much money. That's kind of the market. That's when your quarterback comes available. Um, and But overall, you now know you feel comfort that at least three to five next years guaranteed, you're going to feel like, hey, we're going to be really, really competitive and really have a chance to to play in the big game. And that's all that matters in the NFL. You drive to work as an owner, as a uh, as a general manager, as a coach, and you feel good about the guys that you're uh, that you're going to work with. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. When we come back, we're going to shift our focus to what would have been my lead topic, and we're going to we're going to have one of these for the next eight weeks before football season starts. It's a fun one. We'll break down the NFC South to get us started on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Did you know that most adults with autism are unemployed and a major hurdle is the lack of job opportunities? Well, that's about to change thanks to a new initiative from Autism Speaks. Lee Container, the Jay Donald and Laurel Lee Family Foundation Fund and Delivering Jobs that seeks to create a more inclusive workforce in the U.S. Lee Container is a family-owned business that has found success by staying true to the golden rule. Treat others as you would want to be treated. There are hundreds of thousands of people with autism and people with intellectual or developmental differences who are ready and willing to work in our communities. Our coalition is committed to hiring an inclusive workforce, providing training for hiring professionals, and providing guidelines for all employees. Together, we can create a workforce where people of all abilities can contribute and thrive. Will you join us? We are inviting other businesses, institutions, and community leaders to join in. To learn more, please visit autismspeaks.org employment. Hi, I'm Marion Platt. Welcome to Heartbeat. Dissonance is a musical term that indicates a lack of harmony. Cognitive dissonance is having disharmony in our thoughts. This can happen when we experience a contrast between who we think we are and what we do. You think you're a kind person, then you do something unkind. This internal struggle is real and something we all experience. We're all a work in progress. And now, empowered by the Holy Spirit, we can continue to be more and more like Christ. Finding harmony in who he says we are and who we act like we are. Heartbeat is brought to you by the Salvation Army. We're KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you. All right, as we uh, we kick off here now, uh, uh, the second part of the show has been headline number two. I want to welcome you on in here. If you're just joining us, thank you so much for making us a part of your morning. Episode 145 of On the Mark, broadcasting live from our KHMO studios here in Quincy, Illinois. On this real hot, it's going to be a scorcher today, uh, July 23rd. I'll be in Hannibal Barbecue Fest in Hannibal later on this afternoon. And uh, introducing Clay Walker was there last night for Joe Nichols. Heck of a show 
So come on out and see me if and uh, and the rest of the Kick FM crew coming on out to Hannibal Barbecue Fest. All right, let's jump into it. Uh, we got to go Hespin headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. So this is what I was mentioning earlier in the show and right before the last break. It's something that I wanted to do last year and, and didn't time it out right enough. And uh, I think this is the perfect time to start it. Football, first kickoff weekend of football is that September 8th through the 11th, right? So here we are on the 23rd. That gives us one, two, three, four, five, six weeks until kickoff. Because in six weeks from now, that'll be the 3rd of September, the 10th of September. We'll already had a game played. So I'm going to start with one division. And the last couple weeks, I might have to double down and do two as we get closer, add a couple more teams, break it on up. But I want to take this time now. I want to go division by division. And I want to give you the number one storyline for these teams in this division heading into this year. So what are we looking for? What is the thing to mainly keep our eye out for? You know, And a lot of these storylines, as I'm looking to filter it down, because, I mean, every team's got a bunch of storylines, right? But if you're trying to find the one main storyline, what I'm looking for mainly is this is really going to shape the franchise, this storyline, going forward this year and into the future. It's a, it's a larger, arcing, bigger storyline shaping, um, uh, franchise shaping storyline, excuse me. So uh, I think there's no easier division to start than the NFC South. So that's where we will start. Uh, let's jump into it. The first team in the NFC South that we're going to talk about is the Carolina Panthers. And uh, we spent a lot of time talking about them a couple weeks ago when Baker Mayfield signed and the storyline is QB1. The Panthers, since David Tepper bought the Panthers and uh, Cam Newton really went down, uh, we were just funny, we were just talking about that with the, the with the Kyler Murray deal, when Cam Newton went down in the year four of that five-year deal and physically just fell apart and never was the same player again, the Panthers have been uh, a, a, sh- a rudderless ship at the quarterback position since then. We've seen Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, we've seen, uh, you know, uh, Sam Darnold. Uh, we, you know, they've, they've tried to throw other things at the wall as well that just haven't worked. And, uh, now they're bringing in, um, Baker Mayfield and, of course, the, uh, the rookie Matt Corral. So it's a big storyline for this year. I, the, the, it has to be because it's a franchise shaper. Baker Mayfield, can he win the QB1 job? I think he will, as I predicted when he signed there. And then more importantly, can Baker Mayfield shape the franchise to say you should commit to me on a multi-year deal. Make a run, build around me in a multi-year deal. The NFC South is fascinating at the quarterback position. You have Tom, and then you have no one else with certainty, with real commitment and certainty from franchises. And so for Baker Mayfield, he has an opportunity to come on in here and put his foot and make a mark in this division as Tom and the Bucks are obviously the favorites, I think they'll take a slight step back this year. I don't know what the motivation's like for Tom. Remember, new coaching staff. Uh, but again, focusing back on the Panthers, if Baker can come in here, win that job, and play really good football, it's an interesting story for many, many reasons. Because for the Panthers then, you'd have to say, well, wait a minute. We've been quarterbackless for, for four years almost now. We should just run with this. We should, we should build around Baker for a two- or three-year window, give him a chance to really lead this team and see if we can win this division. Or if Baker is just okay and is average and he win five, six, seven, eight games and he's just not putting up a good numbers, then the Panthers may have screwed themselves by even going for Baker because he's, got, he's won you enough games now to where you've moved out of prime draft position for the Bryce Loves and the C.J. Strouds are going to be the the you know pick of the litter, at least the talk of the litter right now, and who knows who will be the actual pick of the litter come uh, come draft in, in in next spring. So really fascinating for the Panthers. Who's going to win that QB1 job? And maybe it's Matt Corral. Maybe Matt Corral is the type of guy that midway through the season they go, wait a minute, this kid is lighting it up at practice. I mean, he has also an, a huge opportunity in front of him to earn this job. Sam doesn't have an opportunity to earn the job long-term. That's done. Sam's opportunity to learn the job long-term was last year, and he blew it. 
So Baker has an opportunity to win the job long term, and Matt Kraut also does as well. So it's going to be a really fascinating battle. But also Sam has a chance to win the job just in general. If he's that much better than the other two, they're going to try to roll out there whoever's the best player. Listen, NFL locker rooms, these guys, they're in every practice. They know who's better and who's not. And coaching, coaching staff, you can't just start one guy because. If Darnold's lightning up and he's way better than Crown, and way better than Baker, you can't then just go, oh, we're going to go with Baker. Guys will see through that, and they won't. They won't buy into it. It, it. It's too much machismo and testosterone in those locker rooms for you to lie and BS to them. So it's a huge storyline for the Panthers. Uh, my biggest prediction on that storyline will be Baker wins the job. Baker starts the majority of the year, and um, the Panthers are in a weird spot. He they went about six, seven games fighting for playoff positioning, uh, but they go all in on a quarterback next year. The Baker won't be in Carolina next year unless he's mentoring uh, a young rookie that they've drafted. Uh, let's move on. Second team in the division we're going to talk about here now as we're breaking it down, our new series, the number one storyline for each team heading into the year. Uh, the New Orleans Saints. And I know you're thinking you're going to talk quarterback, right, Jameis Winston? Not at all. I'm going to put my focus when we get to New Orleans now on the coaching staff. Sean, I mean, yes, it was a big question last year when he had no Drew Brees. Well, now we're two years removed from Drew Brees. Drew Brees ain't walking back through that door at all. And you have Jameis Winston, who you saw perform well when healthy with the Saints. But now you don't have Sean Payton. And so you don't have this figurehead who brought you such stability. Remember, if you're if you're in your mid-teens, late teens, you do not remember the Saints of old. I mean, I kind of barely do. I mean, Drew got there in 2016. I was, I was 16 years old. But I remember early 2000s, late 90s, when I started getting into football, the, the, the paper bag wearing New Orleans Saints. And I remember how maddening it was for my Bears teams to be dealing with the Saints in the playoffs. Be like, what is up with these guys? Why can't we defend them? Drew Brees, get out of here. He's so small, it should be easy to beat. Back when football was just about being bigger than your opponent. And, and so the Saints have had such a run, a 15-year run of complete stability and an adult in the room and as an organization – what happens now? You don't have Sean Payton. Does the ownership rise to the occasion? You know, your new head coach, Allen, like, the, you know, he gets a second chance at it. Where Where is this um, focus going to be? Or are the Saints going to quickly turn back into a team that's rifling through coaches, rifling through quarterbacks? You know, the New Orleans Pelicans haven't been a huge success in the NBA because New Orleans isn't a great sports town Beyond football, they love their LSU football and they do love the Saints. But can you get guys to sign their free agents, move their families there, uh, keep players there? You know, the Saints historically not much different from the Lions, and so uh, this will be really, really interesting to see. How do the Saints just feel as an organization without Sean Payton stalking the sideline? It's going to look different, obviously. They're going to be a more uh, leaning defensive team. It's just the identity of who they are. Um, but beyond Jameis and just the individual players that may or may not be playing, as Michael Thomas was put in the pub list, we're, talk about that guy took the money and run. Literally didn't run. He took the money and he sat down. He hasn't been playing. But the Saints will be a really fascinating organization to look at over the next year. How do they handle this? You're going to really, when you, you, you work for a job and you lose a really good employee, someone who's like a leader and someone who you know just took care of things, you are sitting there going, oh, bleep. Don't look at me. You know, all that, you know what that means is now I got to pick up the slack and you start realizing, wait, that person did that too. They did that too. Well, who's going to do that? I don't even know how to do that. And so when you lose a figure like Sean Payton, who just, uh, this DNA in that, uh, organization for 15 plus years, it's going to be really interesting to watch for the Saints. Now, my prediction on it, I think the Saints are going to be battling for a playoff spot because they have some talent. I think Jameis uh, is talented. When you look at the quarterbacks in the NFC North and the NFC, Jameis, yeah, would I rather have uh, Justin Fields long term over Jameis? Sure, because there's still more upside that we know of with, uh, with, uh, uh, Justin Fields, I mean, that we don't know, like, what's the upside like? The ceiling could be still so high. But let's be honest, as far as just talent starting in production right now, 
Jameis, you could argue, is a top eight quarterback in the NFC, and I don't think you'd be you'd be that hard to do it. So um, I think the Panthers will be competitive. I'm not going to make official predictions yet, but that's my storyline to watch out for. Remember, remember everyone, no Sean Payton. No Sean Payton. Uh, Falcons, let's go to them. They're the easiest one in this to, to look at. The tank is on. The Falcons are in tank mode, and the Falcons are in a really funny spot here. They're in Atlanta. They're in Georgia. They know right next door in Alabama there is a guy named Bryce Love, and they know a couple states north in Ohio there is a guy named C.J. Stroud, and they got their eyes on him. I mean, they are all in tank mode. When you um don't draft a quarterback number in the first round and you are going to commit to Marcus Mariota, it looks like, for your starter for the season, you are – in tank mode. You are in a, hey, we are trying to be in that top five with an arsenal of picks to make moves to go get ourselves one of those two or three guys. One of the top two, three guys are going to be in the draft next year. So kind of easy to predict in my in my opinion for the Falcons. They are they are all in on the tank. And will it will it pay off? And if you're Ritter the Desmond Ritter, the kid out of, of Cincinnati who they drafted, what, in the third, fourth round, you have a real chance here. I, I was My bold prediction before the season started was that Matt Crowell was going to start the most games of any rookie. I think that's Ritter now. I think that's the kid out of Cincinnati. I, I mean, he – Marcus Mariota is fragile, and I'm excited to watch Marcus Mariota get a real chance. It looks like they're going to go all in on, no, this is your job. Can you – lead us. I don't think they're going to commit to him long term. Gosh, no. But the idea of like, hey, what is Marcus Mariota's value as far as, um, you know, compared to the Mitch Trubisky's and the other guys of like, hey, he's the new number one backup quarterback or bridge quarterback. He's got a chance to really skyrocket up that list and improve the longevity of his career uh, more so than you could say for a lot of other guys who uh, not as good locker room guys, mobile, and you know built the, the type of career that Marcus Mariota is trying to build for himself now. So interested enough in it, but they're in Tank City. And uh, listen, the Falcons, when you move on from a, a, an iconic quarterback in your franchise's history and Matt Ryan, that's what you got to do. You're going to have a bad year. You built up a, a, you know, enough karma. The city of Atlanta, you got a beautiful stadium, cheap uh, concessions, thanks Arthur Smith, I mean Arthur Blank. Arthur Smith, the coach, too many Arthurs on that organization in Atlanta. It's just weird. Too many A's, uh, but they're all about the tank city. Finally, the Buccaneers. Now, the Bucks. this this is all about when, when you have Tom Brady on your team, the storyline is Tom Brady. He unretired, comes back, new coach, Todd Bowles gets the chance. I think that doesn't bother Brady at all. Him and Byron Leftwich still have complete control of the offense, and uh, Todd Bowles will handle the day-to-day. Probably more buttoned up than Bruce Arians was. I have a feeling Tampa's going to be more buttoned up. They have a really tough schedule, and they did lose some pieces. Remember, a year ago we were talking about how crazy is this? Tampa Bay is the first team ever to return all of their starters. That's that's wild. That's crazy. Never seen it before. They're going to go back-to-back. Well, it didn't work out. They had a really nice run last year. Uh, that ended with Matt Stafford just going off uh, in the first half of, of that game and then uh, uh, in the playoffs in Tampa and then having an incredible game-winning drive from Matt Stafford uh, to lead them past the Bucks. Otherwise, I imagine the Bucks were playing in their second Super Bowl in a row. So for Brady, one last ride. What's the ceiling? Uh, listen, I like the Bucks a ton. Uh, to me, they are uh, my second favorite in the NFC. I got to roll with the Rams. Number one is my favorite. There's no reason not to. They return all the key pieces. Stafford's not one of those guys in McVay that seems like they just kind of want to rest on their laurels. They seem like the type of guys, especially Stafford, that understands his chance at immortality now, and you know, really making these interesting conversations of are you better than Rodgers, or you know, where do you land in your all-time rankings. Hinges a lot on it on multiple deep playoff runs here at the end of his career. So I, I think, listen, I think the Bucks are in great shape to make a deep run. I could certainly see the Buccaneers in the NFC Championship game. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know if they're exactly a Super Bowl roster. And and with Tom, it's fascinating. Remember how quickly it fell off a cliff for Peyton Manning and Brett Favre. Now injuries were the thing that killed them. Tom, it seems like maybe just boredom. He's just so good and he's been so long 
That's not the injuries that are going to stop him, but who knows? Could we see Tom Brady fall off a cliff at 45 years old? The only reason Tom Brady was still in the MVP competition, you know, conversations and really uh, proving all that is because he had such an edge and a chip on his shoulder. But if he's lost a little of that edge, maybe that's the maybe that's the cliff. Maybe Tom Brady, as soon as he loses this, that touch of edge, the age shows a little bit more, the less zip on the ball, this or that, and maybe it does fall off a cliff. I don't think it will, but again, it's part of that fascinating storyline to look out for. And then, you know, Brady also comes with the fact of what's your life post-Brady? Uh, what is the life post Brady for the Buccaneers? And that uh, is all part of this storyline and this year. And how many times will Tom be asked about the retirement through the year? All eyes on Brady in Tampa, that's for sure. All right, uh, so to quickly recap, in the NFC South, I think the Panthers storyline number one is uh, QB number one. For the Saints, the biggest storyline for them is no Sean Payton. you got to remember that. How does that change the temperature of the room, the building, and the organization as a whole, they lost uh, their leader uh, after 15 years of really solid leadership. For the Falcons, it's all about the tank. You know, with the Dolphins two years ago, it's tank for Tua. The Falcons are all in, you know, flop for uh, for uh, Bryce Young. So they're they're in it. Lose for love. Lose for love. There you go. Bryce Love. Lose for love. I like that. Uh, and uh, and then for the Bucks, as we just said, Tom Brady is this the official final ride for Brady. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to have fun with this. We'll keep going. Uh, I don't know exactly what division I'll move to next. Uh, I want to maybe, you know, save a couple of easier ones to do with the double up as we get going. I should have really started this last week to give myself ample time. But we'll keep it going. We had to do, as we get closer to the, to the season starting, uh, two divisions in a week. And that's all right. We'll break it. Uh, we'll break them on down. And uh, we'll also start getting into actual predictions uh, mid to late August for what I think these records will look like, who's going to get into the playoffs, who's going to be on their way out. And that'll be a fun conversation because, as we know, we're dealing with the fact in the AFC, you could have, you know, you only have seven playoff spots, but you got, what, 10 really good quarterbacks in the AFC. So there's going to be some guys and musical chairs or odd men looking out. Uh, When we come back, I want to turn a little focus to baseball, Ray, baseball, because we're past the all-star break. There are six divisions in baseball, and they're split halfway and halfway. Three look like they're locked up. Three look like they're going to be an absolute bloodbath to the end of the season. And then, of course, um, we'll wrap up the show with a couple quick hitter topics as well. Uh, as always, follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. If you want to uh, tell me I'm an idiot because my takes are bad, you want to tell me I'm a genius because my takes are good, I know they are, uh, hit me up on Twitter, at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-N. Same thing on Instagram. Follow the show if you're listening here on the terrestrial radio. No Facebook Live today. But follow the show on the Mark, K-H-M-O, on Facebook. Just search On The Mark K-H-M-O on Facebook. Of course, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. Tell them Mark sent you. Don't go anywhere. We're live and local on this Saturday in the tri-states. It's Morty's, uh, it's, uh, Morty's Mark. It's On The Mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Take us anywhere. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. Joe Buck and John Smoltz welcoming you back to the City Center Convenience Mart. Well, John, the stage is set for the final transaction. That's right, Joe. Heather's moment has arrived, and you just hope all that training pays off. Heather lays down her purchase, but Randy rings it up as slowly as he can. He is a wily veteran. It gives Heather's eyes the chance to wander. Uh-oh. Yep, she's looking at the cigarettes. There's nothing good back there. Quit now, and in five years, your odds of getting certain cancers drop 50%. Meanwhile, Randy's stone-faced. He's giving nothing away. He just stands there, wetting his cashier's finger on that sponge. Heather toes the rubber. Here we go. Heather's arm is in motion. But instead of pointing at the back wall, she just grabs the gum off the counter. That's a slick move. Heather, back, back, back. She is out of there. Even Randy tips his cap to Heather. Stand up to cancer and rally wants you to reduce your risk for cancer. Go to takeahealthystand.org. 
All of us have felt the effects of isolation during this pandemic, so we can understand a little how some veterans feel. But they will feel like that their entire lives, not just for a year. Over 30% of COVID survivors could experience PTSD, but many veterans have extreme cases of PTSD all their lives. Our most vulnerable veterans remain isolated at hospitals, scared and alone. But you can help. Help Heal Veterans with the support of citizens like you creates and distributes therapeutic art and craft projects for our veterans and military at no charge to them. Learn how you can help an isolated veteran through this desperate time. Visit HealVets.org. This message is furnished by Help Heal Veterans, a not-for-profit organization that has been helping veterans for over 50 years. HealVets.org. My name is William Yank. I'm a 23-year-old, three-time leukemia survivor. One evening, my roommate was trying to talk to me, and I responded to him in a delirium of mess and confusion, and he said, we're going to the ER immediately, and came back with leukemia. They started me on chemos. They started me on a bunch of antibiotics, but the chemo wasn't exactly working. So my oncologist decided that he wanted to try me with CAR T-cell therapy. And it worked. Leukemia Lymphoma Society was this unforeseen blessing for me because I wouldn't have been able to get CAR T cell therapy. We are about nine months uh, post-transplant and feeling very healthy, strong, and I live. To give or get help, visit LLS.org. Proverbs 29. Forecast from the News Talk 1070 KHMO Weather Center. A heat advisory continues until 8 p.m. tonight. 99 today under clear skies. Southwesterly winds 8 to 15 miles per hour. Slight chance for scattered showers tonight. Lows around 79. Right now, 84. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, Faith, family, giving back. That's Kunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you. All right. Uh, ask about that complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles as well. The no fear powertrain warranty. Uh, special stuff what they're doing over there at Kunis Honda Hyundai. We move away from football. I know there's a lot of football talk. We only got a couple minutes left of the show here. Uh, so in the next couple minutes, I want to do, I, I do want to focus on baseball, Ray. And, um, there are a couple, races in uh, baseball that are over. I mean, the Yankees' 12-game lead here on Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's come on really strong of late. Uh, the AL East is actually just solid as a division. Uh, every team is 500 or better, uh, but the Yankees are just a juggernaut. Uh, their run differential, plus 196. Uh, they are, uh, they've are they lost their, three of the last 10 going to the All-Star break, but I, I fully expect the Yankees um, to uh, hold on to that division uh, the other one in the AL is the Astros. Listen, the Mariners, they're coming in hot. Ten in a row, four, uh, you know, ten, 10 of the last 10, 14 in a row. Um, can they sustain it? It'd be cool. It'd be a great storyline. Uh, but Houston is the best team in that in the West. And a 10-game lead here uh, heading into the shorter second half of the season. I feel confident about Houston holding on. Um, in the NL, there's really only one team that's running away from it, and that is the Dodgers. Ten and a half game lead over the Padres as you head into it. A run differential, 172. They're hot. They're five, one five in a row going into the break, nine of their last ten. Um, they're really, really good at home, 31 and 13 at home. Listen, I think L.A. It, it locks it on up. Now, that means there are three division races that are going to be really, really fun to watch. Uh, Cards versus Brewers in the NL Central. I like the Cardinals. I think Arenado is poised for a big second half. Goldschmidt, a lot of power. They got to figure out their pitching, but they have the better run differential. They can score in bunches. Uh, they're also playing a little bit better baseball heading into the break. I, 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 for, I think that Milwaukee just doesn't have the run support, um, to, to keep up with the, with the Cardinals here in the second half of the season. Uh, so I'll, I'll take the Cardinals over Milwaukee as they're trying to predict it. Uh, the Mets versus the Braves. They have a two, the Mets have a two and a half game lead over the Braves. This one is going to be close, 
Both these teams can score. They're big offenses. Both these teams um, fairly good on the road as well. I think it's going to be a fascinating storyline. I know what the MLB wants. They want the Mets to win. They want the they want the op- uh, possibility of a Subway Series Mets-Yankees. Uh, I think the Mets will hang on to do it. Can their pitching stay healthy enough to do it? And then the AL Central is the only one that's really a three-team race. Minnesota, Cleveland, and Chicago, only three games separate them. It's a bad division. The, the Sox are 500 at the break, and there are three games out. Listen, I'd love to be able to give a lot of love to my Sox, and they, they have won seven of the last ten. Uh, I just don't know if they can score enough runs. They give up a ton as well. Uh, they give up the most runs, second most runs in the Central, and uh, they're just a, they're just leaderless, and they, they just don't have any energy. I think uh, Minnesota and Cleveland will will kind of come down to the wire. I like Minnesota to hang on and win the division. Wild card, look really quickly at the wild card. Um, you know, remember they change up the playoffs this year, so a lot more teams still feel like they have a chance here coming on into it down the stretch of the wild card as you're taking more teams than ever, uh, you know, more teams than uh, before to get into the playoffs, seven compared to six. So, I um I think you know Atlanta, San Diego, Philly, uh St. Louis, you know Milwaukee depending on if they don't make it in. Those teams all very capable wild card teams. Tampa Bay, Seattle, Toronto, Boston, same things. Cleveland throw them in there as well. All capable wild card teams. Uh don't go anywhere when we come back. Two quick hitter topics, one baseball, one not to wrap up the show. It's on the market News Talk 1070 KHMO. At St. Jude, researchers are working around the clock to find new ways to combat the deadliest childhood cancers. This is a St. Jude moment. My name is Joel, and I was diagnosed with osteosarcoma, which is bone cancer, and I came to St. Jude as a 7-year-old because doctors had discovered a tumor in my right shoulder. St. Jude was amazing early on. You know, Even as a 7-year-old, they found a way to explain it to me, to have other people talk to me. By the time I walked out of here seven months after the amputation, I was fully adjusted using my left arm you know, so I could jump right back into school and have no qualms or no worries about that at all. So I'm lucky enough to be married to Lindsay, uh, who is also another former St. Jude patient who I actually met at a St. Jude event. She was in the middle of her treatment. Um, I had finished mine just a couple of years before and just told her I loved her. Luckily, she reciprocated and told me the same thing back, and we were fortunate enough to get married on the St. Jude campus. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that split-second moment in time, her life changes forever. The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. And that's why when others look away, Susan G. Komen leans in. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. Fighting breast cancer takes funding for research to discover the next new treatment, providing access to quality and affordable health care, and people willing to take action by raising funds and raising their voice to advocate for others. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight. Save lives. We are Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. But stop by the dealership and uh, they're doing this big food drive competitive thing. They're always giving back. And I will say, if you uh, stop into the dealership, uh, tell them Mark sent you, ask about that no fear lifetime powertrain warranty and do what I did. ShopCunis.com before you stop into the dealer. Let them know what you're looking for. You can shop the whole inventory that Cunis has to so their network of dealers, and they can help you find exactly what they're looking you're looking for. Thousands and thousands and thousands of new and used vehicles to choose from at the Cunis Network of Dealers. ShopCunis.com. Tell them Mark sent you. All right, as we uh, as we wrap up the show here, a couple of little quick hitter topics um, as as we're wrapping it up. I will say. We finally do have a kind of a a, a really cool um, uh, home run chase. Uh, Aaron Judge has 34 homers through the first half of the season. Schwarber at 29. Riley and Alvarez at uh, 27. Stanton at 24. 
it's one of those unique years where I think the home run chase could all of a sudden really heat up here. I mean, can Judge get to 60? That would really inject some life into baseball. I would love to see it because I think that's a fun storyline to follow along for the casual fan. Uh, so keep an eye out for Schwarber versus Judge. Can either of them close in on 60? Can Aaron Judge uh, get to that magical 60 number, uh, which would just be uh, a great, great storyline for baseball and for all of us as sports fans heading uh, into the fall. And then finally, I do want to end the show by congratulating Cam Smith winning the Open. And I said on the show last week uh, that I was really hoping for Roy versus DJ, the big storylines. Cam Smith, there's just no quitting that kid. Uh, the Aussie, I mean, he is the Australian version of Will Zalatoris, uh, only he was able finally to close the deal. I mean, Cam Smith and Will Zalatoris over the last three years were the guys, you'd argue, they've come closer without winning one than anyone else. And uh, to see him get one to inject the life into the golf world in Australia, really, really cool to see. Uh, congrats to Cam Smith. Uh, and uh, now he's apparently got a big offer from you know, the You Know What Tour, the Live Tour, which, again, they just stole Henrik Stenson. They got Ryder Cup woes and issues now. Oh, it's all dirty in the world of golf. I will say, brutal for Rory's legacy. Rory could have never won another major again, but if he was able to have stepped on the throat and won at St. Andrews, and that being number uh, five for Rory, that would have been such an incredible story for him after eight years of not winning a major. Um, it, it was a bummer. It was a real bummer to see him uh, to see him not be able to be uh, really uh, leading the way and competitive in those last couple of holes. But kudos to Cam Smith. He was able to get it done. Thank you so much for making me a part of your morning. As always, follow the show on the Mark KHMO on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Next week's show, more football. We'll keep breaking down the biggest storylines for each team as the season approaches. Thank you so much for making me a part of your Saturday morning. In the 1930s,